Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash deconversion. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome. This is Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. I am Bonnie. And I'm Karen. And we have known each other since we were about a year old and change. And uh, the reason we're doing this is because we think there's a lot of funny stuff that has come out of organized religion, especially ours. Yeah. Evangelical Christianity is just, yeah. We were enmeshed in that church since memories started for us and um, did day school there and church. And then high school was involved with church. Then college was involved with the church. So Karen went on to become a missionary. I did not. No, you became a secular heathen while I was out there (laughs) preaching the gospel, making absolutely no difference. That's not true. You did plenty of pantomime in Thailand. <laughs> I'm sure all That's of those right. people. <laughs> Some people uh, might be rejoicing in January, and maybe one or two might be crying because we're going to take a hiatus, much like a missionary takes a sabbatical because they feel God wants to give them rest. Jesus never rests. We're going to take a bit of, um, you know, just some time off. But yeah, people might not even notice because I think we're going to be playing old episodes. We might have some bonusy things in there. So we'll still be in your ears every month. But we're going to step back to sort of have a breather, to reassess everything. Because you and I were talking like, okay, we're going to commit to this for a year. And a year's already gone by, which is crazy. Did we say we would commit to it for a year? Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, then reassess. Because we started at every other week. And then I talked to you every week. And, Uh (laughs) but it's gone by quickly. It has. To me. Does it feel like forever to you? (laughs) No, I would have said we started in June. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You you have Alzheimer's. Um, Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to, yeah, look at things. And we also have to discuss the, the wonderful thing of how do we make it sustainable? How can we keep doing it and afford it? So we're going to look into some things with support and, then take, yeah, a little bit of a breather. We're still, you and I are still recording. So I want people to know we're still suffering for them. Right. Yeah, I want you to talk about sustainability and the fact that you're just spending a lot of money on equipment. I and... really just spend it on, <laughs> on candy that I eat after recording. And we need you now. Um, yeah, I mean, there's money for 
uh, I don't want to bore people, but you know, the website, the domain, oh, the hosting, um, things like that. Those yeah, words. the recording, the stuff like that. So we're going to talk about that and figure it out, but also just sort of, you know, like God did on the seventh day or you also said earlier, Jesus didn't take a break, but you know, we really don't have a daily account of all of his 32 years. Come on. I know when people say, I want to live just like Jesus, there's no, you don't know how. Yeah. You don't have any idea. Like, how he went to the bathroom or what kind of bed he slept on. (laughs) We can figure that. I was thinking more about his entertainment needs. You know, (laughs) did they do shows? Did they put on little shows? Because they didn't have movie theaters or TV. What did he do for entertainment? Maybe they did, uh, got string and did Cat's Cradle where he got like, ask Peter to grab the strings from his hand and then tuck them under. And then that makes a cat's cradle. And then you get, Oh my God. I totally thought you were saying that there was a a character in the Bible called ask Peter, but you said, ask Peter. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Ask Peter. Hey, ask Peter. Come here. (laughs) I've got this yarn here. What if they did all have nicknames for each other? (laughs) Ask Peter. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So bottom line of all of this is that we really love doing this podcast. And I think that the community that it's formed is the most fun part. And you guys are the best. Um, it's always so amazing to me that you're responding and saying things and talking to one another. Yeah, and And sending uh, us memes all the time. I posted something a couple of weeks ago of the Christian shuffle that has been dug up. Um, (laughs) But so many people sent it to us because I wasn't going to post it, but I'm like, okay, here you go. Uh, So it's fun. People send stuff to us and suggest things. And then they share their innermost secrets over on Deconversion Therapy, a closed secret group on Facebook. And that one's fun. Secret. (laughs) Hidden. So that brings us to today's topic, Pastafarianism. And it's a religion that I will be joining and I'm not joking. I really want to join it and become clergy of it. But I know people are saying they miss community, they miss things with church, and Pastafarianism is your answer. So you hadn't heard of it, Bonnie, and you were giving yeah. the job. I was giving the task of reading about it and explaining it. On Wiki. Yeah. Yeah. If you went further, I told you not to go further. And if you did. I didn't. I didn't. And and I'm saying that with that tone because there's too much pun in all of this for me. <sighs> I get I get visibly <laughs> like, furious when there's this much punnery. See, so I like I like it because I think they're self-aware of it. So that's what I'm hoping 
but go ahead. I know. Because I'm going to be one. And if you want to make fun of my religion, <laughs> I can say it's a hate crime. No. And the more I read about what it was, I realized, oh, that's clever. Well, that's clever too. And I came around, but the first, the first, you know, hearing of Pastafarianism, it's a pun people on Rastafarianism. And for some reason, I think that this guy probably read the word Rastafarianism as pasta and went from there. (laughs) That's my suspicion of the origin of it. But anyway, um, yeah. And you know what else I'm reading on Audible? Um, By the way, go to Audible, get a book. (laughs) Yeah. And why are you reading? Why isn't it reading to you? I know. I'm so I'm quote unquote reading a book about Carrie Fisher on Audible. And um, she was, to me, way too into the puns. Oh, really? Compared to how everybody kept saying how brilliant and smart and intelligent she was, I thought, my God, she uses so many puns, though. I was going to get one of those, but I thought it was too short. Like, aren't they only five hours long? This book? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. This one on her is, uh, it's really long, but it's very interesting. It talks about her life and, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of celebrity stuff in there. But, um, like one of her books was Delusions of Grandma. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I hear you. Anyway, so Pastafarianism. All right. All of this started when the Kansas evolution hearings were being held. So these were some hearings that they held in Topeka back in 2005. It was the Kansas State Board of Education and its State Board Science Hearing Committee. They were talking about how to change the um, evolution and origin of life stories and how they would be taught in the state's public high school science classes. So these hearings were arranged by the Board of Education, and their idea, their intent behind it is to introduce intelligent design into science classes. Mm -hmm. So intelligent design... Then you have to back up if you don't know what that was, which I was like, well, I may as well read that. That's talking about uh, intelligent design is talking about having a a god create everything. So is it's that like, how you would explain it? Yeah, I think it's almost like a mishmash of creationism and pseudoscience so it can be like intelligent design explains why you find fossils that are millions of years old Mm -hmm. they aren't millions of years old god created those fossils (laughs) six thousand years ago you know so it's got this insane loophole yeah and i had always heard that people doubted the accuracy of carbon dating yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, and that could, that could, it could be false, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, so the hearings that happened, uh, it says they were attended by all the major participants in the intelligent design movement, but then ultimately they were boycotted by the scientific community because they didn't want them to seem credible. <laughs> so they were like, we're not even going to waste our time 
boycotting you or not boycotting, but going to the hearings, because that means that we think that you have any kind of validity. Exactly. So there was this student at uh, Oregon State University. He was a physics graduate. And in 2005, he was 24 years old, and he releases this letter to the Kansas uh, State Board of Education. And let's see, it's called, uh, he, so he parodied the concept of intelligent design by professing belief in a flying spaghetti monster in right. this letter. So he sent the letter, and then in the letter he noted, I think we can all look forward to the time when these theories are given equal time. These three theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country and eventually the world. One-third time for intelligent design, one-third time for flying spaghetti monsterism, and one-third time for logical conjecture based on overwhelming observable evidence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so he put this letter out. They didn't reply to it, but it went on websites and gained in popularity. All right, so it said, in May of that year, having received no reply from the Kansas State Board of Education, Henderson posted the letter on his website. Shortly after that, pastafarianism became an internet phenomenon. As public awareness grew, the mainstream media picked up on the phenomenon. The flying spaghetti monster became a symbol for the case against intelligent design in public education. The open letter was printed in many large newspapers, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, and Chicago Sun-Times, and received worldwide press attention. Um, So then uh, Henderson says that all these articles uh, attracted the attention of book publishers. Six publishers were interested in publishing The Flying Spaghetti Monster. But um, eventually he he put a book out. He got an $80,000 advance to write the gospel of the flying spaghetti monster. It's also Um, called the loose canon, which I love because, you know, the Bible is the canon. Oh, I like that. Oh, Um, there's some puns for you. That's not a pun. Uh, (laughs) It says, uh, Henderson said that he planned to use the proceeds to build a pirate ship with which he would spread the Pastafarian religion. (laughs) So why don't you tell us how he spread it to you? Okay. I barely know how it spread, but I will say, so the idea is that um, this flying spaghetti monster uh, created the earth. And that everything in orbit, all the planets and all of us are held down by noodles. That's what keeps (laughs) gravity going. Really? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there are, heaven is mostly, so their beliefs are do good. So it's mostly like ours. Don't be a shithead. Uh, mm-hmm. So shit piled down uh, and do good. So heaven is the has two things in it. Oh, I got to remember it. OK, I'm going to skip that part. OK, so if you go to their website, it says with millions, if not thousands of devout, <laughs> devout worshipers, the, char- the church of SFM 
is widely considered a legitimate religion. And it is in some states because they, you know, they say we gather at the church of Olive Garden. Uh, They commune, (laughs) you know, they have their own uh, costume, which is either dressing as a pirate because they said we all come from, we all evolved from pirates consider that so-called quote science experts would have us believe humans evolved from primates pointing towards the shared 99% shared DNA between humans and primates but humans and pirates share upwards of 99.9% DNA so we believe that pirates were the original pastafarians and that they were peaceful explorers. It was only due to Christian misinformation that they have an image of outcast criminals. Um, but what they say is because no one really knows what the afterlife holds, but the Church of Pastafarians believe it has a beer volcano and a stripper factory. Yeah. Are you going to talk about their creation myth? I don't know much about it, do you? Oh, well, there's a there's a segment in here that I particularly liked. Um, so I will tell you from the Wikipedia page, the Pastafarian creation myth says um, the that the creation of the universe was by an invisible and undetectable flying spaghetti monster. On the first day, the flying spaghetti monster separated the water from the heavens. On the second day, because he could not tread water for long and had grown tired of flying, he created the land, complemented by a beer volcano, like you just said. Satisfied, the flying spaghetti monster overindulged in beer from the beer volcano and woke up hungover. Between drunken nights and clumsy afternoons, the flying spaghetti monster produced seas and land for a second time, accidentally, because he forgot that he created it the day before, (laughs) along with a heaven and a midget, which he named Man. Man and an equally short woman lived happily in the Olive Garden of Eden for some time until the flying spaghetti monster caused a global flood in a cooking accident. (laughs) See, I love it because the whole idea is, is it any more ridiculous than the other thing that we hear? But you know that this guy, he's 25. He's just like, you know, hey, come over. Let's play Nintendo or Pong while we get drunk and make up as many, you know, goofy anecdotes as we can. And then we just say they're real. This will explain a little bit. In 2019, in the Washington Post, it says, a Pastafarian opened a council meeting wearing a spaghetti strainer. So, (laughs) On his head? Yeah, so wearing a... On her head? (laughs) On his... Wearing a colander on your head is also what they call religious headwear. And that it shouldn't be discriminated (laughs) against. Right. In fact, there are quite a few people in their driver's license that they have them because they argued at the DMV that that was their religious (laughs) right. Are there pictures? Yes. You can Google (laughs) the people that have the colanders on their head. So this, but don't do it now. Are they all named Colin? 
Okay, don't don't Google it right now. Damn it! I know. Otherwise, I know. your reaction drifts off to that. <laughs> Go ahead. You Googled, didn't you? No. Oh, okay. I'm sitting here looking at my Wikipedia page, being obedient. <laughs> okay, so in this article, it says. Um, at its regular meeting Tuesday evening, a 67-year-old semi-retired handyman had made all necessary preparations. He traded his work overalls for khakis and a salmon pink button-down. He typed and printed his remarks in extra-large Comic Sans typeface <laughs> on a single sheet of paper. He placed an upside-down spaghetti colander atop his head. Then he tapped the microphone, took his seat, and told the gathering lawmakers exactly who he was. I'm Barrett Fletcher. I'm the founding pastor of the First Lower Peninsula Congregation of Pastafarians. A member of the audience giggled. A man turned his back. um, And then he said, I am called to invoke the power of the true inebriated creator of the universe, (laughs) drunken tolerator of all the lesser and more recent gods. And then he peered down at his type prayer. May the great flying spaghetti monster rouse himself from his stupor and let his noodly appendages ground each assembly member in their seats. Joining the faith for him was easy. People can become apostafarian just by saying so and then you can also for 34 dollars because i checked become an online ministeroni no Uh (laughs) (laughs) but this is great the religious requirements are non-existent um though some apostafarians do meet up to uh drink and eat pasta at their quote services and wear the headgear. But when Fletcher finished his prayer, he said a resounding ramen, and that brought it to the close. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I am going to join it. That's one thing that uh, if we get any financial backing, I'm going to become a ministroni because... That will will definitely make people... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they have back i know they have uh, you know can you marry people I if don't you're know. a ministroni i guess if you're in a state that recognizes it and it's recognized as by the power vested in oh i'm me. sure they have yeah they have all their fun little puns and i'm going to read you some names of their loose cannon you know, book in a bit. Now, are you prepared to tell about um, the pirate captain and the eight? I'd really rather you didn't. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm prepared to tell. Okay. I don't know about the pirate captain. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm a novice. I'm a new believer. Um, they say that just like people who go to church and say they're Christians and don't totally believe everything that they are fine, mm-hmm. you can be a pastafarian by just saying it. Just like just saying that you're one, just claiming it. Exactly. And okay. um they also say 
the way you can ceremoniously become one is getting a noodle and putting it in your mouth and then sucking it in. And they say, you know, millions across the world have become pastafarians and they don't even realize it yet. So the enlightenment will happen. (laughs) Um, But what's the deal with the captain? I don't know that one. I don't know, but I suppose it's a takeoff on Moses because his name is Mosey, the pirate captain. (laughs) But speaking of pasta, do you remember back at our Baptist university, um, there was one guy who I, of course, gravitated to because he would do stupid things like at the cafeteria when he took a pasta noodle, a spaghetti noodle, and stuck it in through his nose and brought it out through his mouth. Hey, (laughs) is... You have that's yeah. right, and Tabani. She's like, that's what stuck with me. There's a winner there. He's on my list. <laughs> so I have to tell yep. how we would entertain ourselves when we were in elementary, and we went. We had like no. <laughs> huh? There's no we if it's what I think you're going to tell. <laughs> it entertained me. So our uh, <laughs> fellowship hall was our cafeteria and we'd all line up there and remember we had one person whose dad worked for I guess Keebler and so if they gave us Nabisco cookies did I have it backwards right yes she was like oh I can't eat those we're like yeah whatever and then another friend (laughs) who bit an apple and her tooth stuck in it that was a good day (laughs) she was the same girl who ate pennies um yeah <laughs> I never knew that eight uh-huh. pennies yeah um they didn't even taste good it's like a dog would eat a penny I I think nowadays we would go that ha- that's pica the the thing where people eat dirt and like all that because they're craving <laughs> I don't know they're oh minerals they're craving I minerals guess so and they're like look at that penny mm-hmm. that's got minerals I don't know um, hmm. but we got these great little dinner rolls with oh, every little meal and you would take off the cooked top to it. So it was just the mushy part <laughs> and you would mold it into a little like lazy boy <laughs> chair. And then you said, <laughs> do you want a seat? <laughs> or, and then you'd pop it into your mouth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it went more like have a seat. I think don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> so why in the world would you look down on the pastafarians? Shut up. We hate what we are. <laughs> because puns are stupid, but eating chairs is brilliant. <laughs> Oh, thanks. I wonder if the guy who started Pastafarianism is making money because, um, damn it, you should have done it with your biscuit chair. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't a biscuit, it was a roll. <laughs> but I hope he made at least enough money to pay for tuition and that he doesn't have any student loans. That'd yeah, be nice. Yeah. He deserves it. So they don't have. So tell people about instead of the commandments, the I'd really rather you yeah. didn't. So 
Um, they have eight commandments. Uh, I won't go through. They're not commandments. They say they're the eight commandments. <laughs> they're passively called. <laughs> I'd really rather you didn't. The talk show. Okay. So I'm not going to read all eight, but I'll read some of it. Let me burp. I'm back. Okay. Number one, I, I'd really rather you didn't act like a sanctimonious, holier-than-thou ass when describing my noodly goodness. If some people don't believe in me, that's okay, really. I'm not that vain. Besides, this isn't about them, so don't change the subject. Um, so the whole <laughs> idea of I'm really not that vain on our Twitter every once in a while, I do this thing about how I don't believe in the Bible because the Bible says that we're created in God's image and I can mm-hmm. go ahead and dismantle everything from there because I have never felt that everyone needs to praise me day and night. I have never wanted to drown people for fucking up. Or I never have. Oh, I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I've wanted, but I <laughs> Wait a minute. haven't. No. <laughs> I've never. I've wanted to. I haven't. So I'm better. Exactly. Um, okay, so number two. I'd really rather you didn't use my existence as a means to oppress, subjugate, punish, eviscerate, and or, you know, be mean to others. I don't require sacrifices and purity is for drinking water, not people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd rather, uh, I'd really rather you didn't judge people for the way they look or how they dress or the way they talk or, well, just play nice, okay? Oh, and get this through your thick heads. Woman equals person. Man equals person. Samey, samey. One's not better than the <laughs> other. Unless you're talking about fashion, and I'm sorry, but I gave that to women. And a few guys who know the difference between teal and fuchsia. Um, let's see. Okay. I'd really rather you didn't indulge in conduct that offends yourself or your willing, consenting partner of legal age and mental maturity. As for someone who might object, I think the expression is go fuck yourself unless they find that offensive, in which case they can turn off the TV for once and go for a walk. Um, <laughs> then he, the creator talks about, you know, um, I'd rather you not challenge it, bigoted, mis- Oops, I'd rather you didn't challenge bigoted, misogynistic, hateful ideas on an empty stomach. Um, But this one's my favorite. Number six, I'd really rather you didn't build multi-million dollar churches, temples, mosques, shrines to my noodly goodness when the money could be better spent on take your pick. One, ending poverty. Two, curing diseases. Three, living in peace and loving with passion and lowering the cost of cable. I I might be a complex carbohydrate omniscient being, but I enjoy the simple things in life. Um, Let's... Did you ever see any of the illustrations of of FSM giving the I'd really rather you didn't tablets to Captain Mosey? I missed that. Well, it's not just... 
<laughs> it's not just the carbohydrates, the noodles. He's got meatballs for cheeks. Yeah, he does. He has meatballs, and then he has, like, these two antenna eyeballs that come up. And if you Google it, you're going to see that people actually um, have parades, and they've made Mm -hmm. big floats of them, and they wear colanders on their head. Um, A lot are, of course, trying to make it an accepted, you know, religion with all its... Kookiness. Okay. Kookiness. Kookiness. All right. Now, in the loose canon, I'm going to read you some of the books. It's available online, plus they have uh, their... Some of the books, like the books of the Bible? Yes. The books of their okay. Bible. And it starts with things that I didn't read, but... Um, okay, the Old Testament contains. No, uh, I like. Ugh. Now I'm enjoying this. Uh. <laughs> um, okay, you know the Book of Linguini, uh, the books of the pirates, Darwin's Purge, but then we get into the Postalms, the Book of. Whoops, the book of Prov Herbs, the song of <laughs> the song of Simolini, Simolina, the book of Simolina. Yeah, thank you. The book of Disco, which is sort of good. The book of Jeff. I'm really into that. Okay. Then you have the New Testament. I'm pausing for comic timing. Yep. The Acts Grown. The Acts of the Apostles. Um God. Let's see. Mueller's one and Mueller's two. Oh, that's funny. There you go. That's funny. Um okay. and then there's a few more. Oh, the Sermon on the Mall. Um mm-hmm. and Let's see. I do like the the revelations. I haven't, of course, read them yet, but there's two. The revelations, one, the book of revealed crapola, and revelations, two, the revenge. So I want to know <laughs> that one. But they have just done tons of writing and compiling, and they have their own website. And it talks about all the things that are going on in the news because they're fighting for rights for it to be recognized. And some countries are letting them. I think Austria just now said, you know, they can't be an official religion. But then they... Austria? Yeah. But then they like okay. show all their materials and they're like, okay, this is the way you define a religion that it meets. Okay, here we have right. it that it has rituals, that it has texts, that it has, you know, all these things because, right. yeah. Can I please look at a picture of somebody with a colander on their head? Yes. We are going to take a break for Bonnie to look at <laughs> pictures of people with the colander on their head in their license. <laughs> Oh, 
this guy's my hero. I like him. <laughs> There's so many. Oh my god, he's so cute. Oh shit, he's so cute. All right. <laughs> this guy's not. <laughs> Oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. And then he lives in Arizona. <laughs> oh shit, I was hoping this guy was my soulmate, but he was born in 1980. I don't think he's going to like older ladies. <laughs> oh my god, this is the best Google search I've ever yielded. <laughs> uh so they also have like on their website all their hate mail and <laughs> all their hate mail. Can you imagine somebody bothering to write a fucking letter to somebody? Exactly. And then they, <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant. They have um, let's see. <laughs> what are you, see now? You <laughs> Listen to this. Ex-porn star okayed to wear colander in DMV photo. <laughs> Ex-porn star. Hey, we're there everywhere now. Yeah. It's been a stormy year. Okay. The um there's also a website <laughs> propaganda sightings, which they show pictures of what looks like the spaghetti monster. <laughs> These jackasses wearing plastic ones make me mad. Like, get a fucking metal <laughs> strainer like the rest of everyone. So, I'm not joking. I've already requested to be allowed into their Facebook group. So, anyone just put in Pastafarian or Flying Spaghetti Monster and they have a group and I'm going to get in there. Uh, and then I might, I think I'm just going to go ahead and join the official church because numbers are numbers. And if that helps to understand the division between church and state, that right. like 10 minutes, I don't mind. That's all that we need. Um, and so if I become a minestrone, though, I would mm -hmm. like to <laughs> somehow baptize you or whatever the ritual shall be live on air. Okay. Maybe you can marry me to uh, my boyfriend. Lasagna. Okay. No. You love them. <laughs> you love them. <laughs> I I've often said that I love the ball machine at the tennis club so much I want to marry it. Uh -huh. So perhaps if you become a ministerny, you can marry me and the ball machine. I don't think you should mock my religion again. I'm not. I'm, I am declaring that's mine. I'm not just declaring. I'm declaring. I'm not just declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> I am declaring that that's a hate crime and I want people to hear it so we'll see you on Christmas please don't be a ship pile and ramen and I will be praying for you ramen <laughs> bye ramen bye